Welcome everyone today's da- to today's daf Yom Yishiur. Da- today's daf, daf Yutet, will begin on Yurchet Amurbet at the two dots. Today's daf, of course, is a zechut for our sponsor, Daniel ben Devorah. He should have success in all of his endeavors. Says the Gemara. Two dots, Yurchet Amurbet. My quotes the Mishnah. Vishavin. They both agree. Shemesh mean bet shemayim betilah. Both agree. Shemesh shakin that we are allowed to immerse a keli in order to connect the water in the keli to the mikveh. So assuming you have tameh water in the mikveh, in order to make the water inside pure by connecting to the mikvah. However, we said, but you can't dip them. What does it mean? What does it mean you can't dip the keli? Which means, don't say, I'm going to have a, a keli I'll make believe I'm dipping the water, and really I'll be also dipping the keli with it. The tarot be yomto to make it tahor on yomto. You can't do that. Good. Says Gmani Matnitin, who is the author of the Mishnah? It's not the Rebbe, not the Rabbanan. Because we learned in the Brighta. We have a Brighta quoting Rebbe and Rabbanan, and it seems like a Mishnah fits like neither of them. In the end, the Gemara is going to say it fits like both of them. But we're gonna, at this point, we think it feels like neither. The time you learn to brighter, and in this brighter, we're going to see that neither one is exactly what we're saying with both conditions. Tanakama says, "You can't um, dip a keli through its water. That fits with what we said, right? You can't also connect water to." Um, to a mikveh in a kli evin, which does not need dipping, you could not allow to do that either to make the water pure. Take the water tahor. Now that does not agree with what we said. We said you were allowed to do that, so that doesn't fit. That's Rebbe. You can dip the keli. That doesn't fit with us because we said you can't. That fits with us, but the first part doesn't. Mani, e Rebbe, if it's Rebbe, we have a question. Why, did, why, are, you allow, why are you not allowing hashaka? question: Why are you yes allowing hatula when a mission doesn't? So a mission, if it's like neither of them, tomorrow says the guard, no. I can tell you it's Rebbe. I can tell you it's Rebbe. Reish the Brayta Biyomtov. I'll explain that when Rebbe ruled in the Brayta and he said that you could do nothing. Right? The first part where he says that you're not allowed to dip a keli, that's talking about Yom The safe one, the safe one says you're not allowed to dip water, that's talking about on Shabbat. Because on Shabbat, he doesn't even let you do that. So therefore, if we explain that when Rebbe said a statement, it wasn't talking about all the same day, one was Shabbat, one was Yom Tov, it's fine. And how do we learn it the other way? Matitin, and Mishnah, we'll just say that Mishnah, which allows water and not kilim is all Yom Tov. So the reason why the Brayta and Mishnah are different because one's talking about Shabbat, Yom Tov and Shabbat, the other one's talking about all Yom Tov. Or we could say it's the Rabbanan. 
Bishabbat, and the whole Mishnah is talking about Shabbat, and therefore, it's that's why it's mutar to dip. And the original was only talking about Yom Tov. In other words, the Brayta where the Rabbanan did not, where the Rabbanan allowed even dipping was Yom Tov, and, <coughs> and the Mishnah where we're not allowing dipping that Shabbat. Tana Rabbanan where the two dots top of Yutelamunaf. If you have a vessel that got tamayified from before Yom Tov, and you can't dip it Okay, let's give it a little clarification over here. Talking about a keli that was tameh. Now, a keli that got tameified needs to wait to, to, for two factors in order to become pure. Factor A is the dipping in the mikveh. And factor B, which is different than our kelim that we get from a goy, kelim that got tamayified by being in a house with dead body, needs dipping in the mikveh, and needs waiting till nighttime. So if you dip it at two in the afternoon, you, wait, you dip it in the afternoon, you wait till nighttime, and it's good. Now, the nighttime has to be a nighttime after the dipping. So, if you dip it in at two in the afternoon, you wait till nine. It's good. If you dipped it at night, you have to wait till the next night for it to be good. If you're allowed to dip it at night at all. Now, if you see a fellow dipping his keli ben hashemashot, which is where we're time, we don't know if it's night or dark. So the Tanakhama says you can't do it before Yom Tov. Which sounds like it's a Yom Tov rule. Don't dip a keli on Bereshit for Yom Tov because it might be Yom Tov already. And on Yom Tov, you can't dip keli. Shemesh Azuri say you can't do it on a weekday. Why? Because since it needs nightfall, you have to wait till it gets night for it to be pure. You might think during Bereshit that you did it during the day. And when you think you did it during the day, you might think that it's going to be kosher 10 minutes after you dip it. When really, since it's been short, it might be nightfall, and you have to wait until the next night. And therefore, don't even do it during the week, because we're afraid you'll be in this safek situation. Okay. Says Why is the Tanakama not worrying for, for nightfall? He also needs it. The Pasuk says that you have to wait till night. The students of of Rav and they were sitting and discussing and they had their answer to how they explained the Brayta, which of course Rav himself is not going to go for, but he's quoting these rabbis. He, they said, "The argument is, if you see a guy where you could tell from his actions that he thinks." That he think he knows that he needs nightfall, for example. If you see a guy running at night, running in Benishra to dip it, that means he realizes that he's in a rush. Why is he in a rush? Obviously, he's in a rush because he has to get it before night. So if we we see that, then we know. If we see a guy walking, of course, it's, of course, we would agree it's a problem. But if you see a guy who's running, his very running is showing that he understands that he needs nightfall, and therefore when he gets there, he realizes it's too late. We know that he's not going to 
use it and it's not a problem. It's not a kama. More savar high tikal hahit vazil made the other by Yavshemish. He sees that we show that that's what he needs. Or more savar by Rishimish Zuri who doesn't let. He he doesn't let this case is because he holds. It could be he's running because he's late for a party. And it doesn't mean that he knows the rules, and therefore we should make a gizit. And that's why he says that even during the week, you're not allowed to pull this shtick off. And according to, again, so according to the, the Rabbanan, the Beirav, they're claiming that the machloket in the Braita, between Tanakam Shem Shazuri, about whether you're allowed to dip a keli on a weekday, and Ben Shashot, is whether or not, is talking about a case where the guy was running, and it's talking about a machloket, about whether or not we could rely on the running to say he knows what he's talking about. But walking, everyone agrees, is no good. So I told the students of Rav, everyone agrees that it's mutar. Even Rosh Shazuri says that if you're running, you're not running for a party. We assume that you're probably running for the keli that you're dipping. Keep leaking, so then what's the machloket in the Brayta? We're talking about a case where a guy showed his lack of knowledge when uh, a utensil got tamerified with a piece of a dead body or a piece of a sheretz that's smaller than a lentil. It's a very, very small piece of a sheretz, which is tamer, but it's smaller than a lentil. The guy came in front of the rabbis to ask, is his thing Tameh? Is it Tameh or not? Now, everyone knows that less than the size of a lentil is not Tameh. We say, oh, if the guy doesn't know the law that less than a lentil is no good, he probably doesn't know the law waiting for nightfall. And therefore, he, as opposed to the way the other rabbis learned, that the guy is showing how smart he is by running. In this case, the guy is showing how dumb he was by asking a dumb question. And therefore, according to the Shimon Suzuri, the strict rabbi, who doesn't let you dip it at that point, he says, we, we rely on his dumb question to assume he doesn't know the law and tell you that you're not allowed to dip at that point. Even the guy who asks a dumb question, he doesn't know that question. He probably knows the other thing. We assume he knows it. And therefore, we don't make a gizinah not to dip. But everyone agrees, according to Rava, everyone agrees if the guy didn't ask a dumb question, that we do not make a gizinah not to dip. Says, you could dip it from one purpose to another purpose. What does this mean? How does it work? If a guy wants to work on his wine, work on his wine press, by something that was for his oil, or he wants to work on his oil, on his olive press, for his wine press, he could do it, which means. That if you had uh, 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 something you're going to use for you for wine and you switch it to oil, right? You 
you're allowed to, you're allowed to do it without dipping. But if you want to, so the, according to this brayta, a person doesn't. Let me just clarify. According to the brayta, you're allowed to switch uses for your utensil, from wine to oil or oil to wine. But we see from here that even though you're allowed to switch it, doesn't mean it's asur to to dip it. There are some people who might want to dip it in order to switch it. Now, when you dip it on Shabbat, you might think that since there's such an inyan to dip it, you might not be able to dip it on Shabbat. But we're coming to tell you that you are allowed to dip it on Shabbat because since you don't need the dipping, you're not fixing in time for Yom Tov. You're not fixing it on Yom Tov because, after all, it's, it was usable without it. How could you dip it from one group to the next? You're allowed to switch. So if a guy was eating Korban Pesach with one group, and he decided to go to a different group, if you want to dip your Kalim, you could dip them on Yom Tov to switch groups. We know, of course, that the Korban Pesach needs to be eaten with a group. And, you, and you're and you allowed to join any group you want. But when you switch groups, there are some people who seem to dip their kelim, but you're allowed to, that dipping kelim to switch a group is not necessary. And therefore, since it's not necessary, it's allowed to be done on Shabbat. Okay, brand new Mishnah. Bet Shemai holds that you're allowed to bring a korban shalamim on Yom Tov. Shalamim, of course, is a, is a korban that you're allowed to eat some of the meat inside of it. But you can't lean on them. Usually before a sacrifice, you're supposed to lean on it and do vidui on it. However, on Yom Tov, when you bring a shalamim, you can't lean on it on Yom Tov. You have to lean on it for before Yom Tov because if you lean on it on Yom Tov, you're using an animal which is Asur. You can't bring a Quran Allah, which of course is an animal that all goes on his back because over there, you're not allowed to offer it on Yom Tov. It's not something you're eating and you can't offer on Yom Tov. That's Bet Shemai. Bet Shemai says, no. He disagrees with everything. He says, you're allowed to be Somech and you're allowed to bring an Allah. Amar Ula says the Gemara. Ula says, in explanation, Machlok of Shalmei Hagiga is smoch. Machlok is about Shalmei Hagiga, with the Korban Shalmei of a Hagiga, which is a Korban that you're supposed to bring on the holiday. Everyone's supposed to bring a Korban Hagiga every holiday. You're also supposed to bring um, Olat the Iya. On Olat the Iya, Okay, let me just clarify. There's Shalmeh Simcha, which is a general Korban Shalmeh you're supposed to bring every time you get. Okay? And then there's Shalmeh Hagiga, which you have to bring every time you come on the holiday. And then there's Shalmeh Nedava, which is just a plain Shalmeh. Okay? So, the Machloket we're saying is B'Shalmeh Hagiga Lesmoch. To lean on it for a korban hagiga that you need to bring. 
And the question is whether you could bring a korban aliyah to be offered. To bet your mind, Why does bet your mind not allow it? Bet your mind says, You offer it as a holiday for Hashem. You can bring korban chagigah. But you can't bring aliyah because it says chagotem. It has to be a chag, which is a korban chagigah. Anything for Hashem is okay. Which means anything for Hashem, with the Yom Tov. According to Ula, both agree that, you, that even though you're allowed to bring certain, even Betelel agrees that you could bring a Korban Shlamim, right? You bring a Korban Shlamim, but that's only. And Bet Shemais is Shulamim, but everyone agrees that you can't bring a Nedava, which is a Korban Shlamim, that you just obligated yourself. It's like a Nedava, it's like a Misha Benach, and you say, I'm going to bring a Korban. That type of thing, you can't bring on Yom Tov. Also, Rabbi said the same thing. So, according to this, our Mishnah, when Beis Hill in our Mishnah allows Shulamim, and when Bet Shemais even allowed it, they're not talking about these. May TV, we asked the question from the bright Amoresh, Shumelazan, Lonechu Betchemai Betilel, Al Ola Shainu Shil Yom Tov, Shainu Kilvab Yom Tov. Of course, Ola, it's not connected to Yom Tov. I mean, if you donated Ola on, during the year and you want to bring that Ola on Yom Tov, you can't bring that Yom Tov, for sure not. Vashim Shem Shil Yom Tov, and a Shalamim of Yom Tov, everyone agrees, Shkirinu, could be offered on Yom Tov. Because it's Shalamim of Yom Tov. Amar, what's the Machloket? If you have a Korban Allah of Yom Tov, or you have a Korban Shem that's not Yom Tov. Bet Shemai Omrim Lo Yavi, Bet Hillel Omrim Yavi. Bet Shemai says no, he says yes. But we see that Bet Hillel is saying that a, a, a non-Yom Tov Shlamim can be offered on Yom Tov, which is against Ula, who said that everyone agreed that the name of the vote cannot be offered on Yom Tov. And if a guy makes a Misha Barach, you can't bring that on Yom Tov. Here we see that Bet Hillel is allowing it. Teritz ve'emahachi. Says the Gemara, you can answer it this way. How do you answer it? By saying the following. Amar of Shimon Belazar. Meaning, the bright that we quote of Shimon Belazar should be read like this. Change it a little bit. They can't be offering Yom Tov. Okay, so if it's not a Yom Tov, you can't do a Yom Tov, like we just said before, like Ula said. What do they argue? Basically, we removed part of the, what they argue about. We said Before we had said, in the version A of the Bright, that we assumed that we're talking about Ola, Shushim Yom Tov, and Shlamim, Ola, Shushim Yom Tov, and Shalamim, Shainu Shal Yom Tov. Now it's only Olah Shal Shal Yom Tov that argument, but Shalamim, everyone agrees, cannot be offered. And then it fits very nicely. So if you correct the right, that fits fine. But Rabbi Yosef has another way. Rabbi Yosef says, You got rid of all the Tanim in the world? Why do you have to get rid of the Brighta? Just say that the Brighta is a Tana who Ul is not going with, and Ul is going with a different Tana. Which Tana would Ula be going with? The Tana you learned in the Brighta, 
Shlamim Habaim Machmat Yom Tov Yom Tov. Shlamim is coming from Yom Tov on Yom Tov. Beshamai says, So Mechlam Yom Tov, Shlamim Yom Tov. Beshamai says, You can do Shemichah before and do Shemichah on Yom Tov for the things that are for Yom Tov. Beshamai says, Shemichah Yom Tov, Beshamai Yom Tov. He says, You could also do Shemichah on Yom Tov, and of course you could store it on Yom Tov. According to this, the vote cannot can never be offered on Yom Tov. So we have a bright that says it can never be offered on Yom Tov, and that will be against the previous bright that says that they could be offered on Yom Tov. According to Betilel, and therefore, when Ula said his statement, don't ask the question from the bright that says that Betilel is allowing it on Yom Tov. Just say that Ula is going with this bright, this bright to be. Okay. Says the Gemara. Vahani Tanai Kahani Tanai. It must be that the Machloket, whether or not a Nidarim or Nidavot, that are in the two Brightot, which are arguing about whether or not Nidarim or can be offered on Yom Tov, they're probably going with the Machloket between two other Tanaim. Who argue in an unrelated matter? Says the Gemara. These Tanaim go like the following Tanaim. Now, focus with us. We're going to a different subject, but again, you're going to see the connection between the Machlokim and whether or not Nidavim and Nidavot could be offered on the holiday over here. You cannot bring a Korban Toda on Pesach because a Korban Toda requires uh, chametz. Normal, you now have chametz on Pesach. Normal korbanot have um, have cakes coming with them, but they're all uh, Pesach, fit for Pesach. But the korban toda does not, ha- has has to be brought with it. You don't bring it on the Mizbeach, but you have to bring with it chametz. As the Pasuk says, al-chalot lechem chametz. Okay? And therefore, since it has to be brought with chametz, you can't bring it on Pesach. And Vlobat said you can't bring it on on Shavuot because it's holiday, and you can't seemingly, I guess, you can't bring neder on a holiday, right? Toda korban toda is like a neder; you didn't have to bring it that day. It's not a nothing to do with holiday. It shouldn't be brought on on a yom tov. But the writer says you can do it on, on Sukkot, uh, I guess on Cholomoyed, according to this opinion. Okay? Rabbi Shimon Omer, Hare Hu Omer, Bechag Matzot, Bechag Gashot, Bechag Gashot, Kol Sheba Bechag Matzot, Bechag Gashot, Bechag Gashot. It can't be, because anything that can be born on Chag Matzot should be able to be born on Shavuot or Sukkot. Kol Shloba Bechag Matzot, if you can't bring it on Chag Matzot, since this, I guess, since this can't be done on, on Pesach, you can't bring it on Sukkot either, according to Rev Shimon. Elizabeth Shimon says, Adam You could bring a Toda on Sukkot. Um, he seems to be talking about a separate thing, and he's telling you that a person has two obligations: Shalmei Simcha and Shalmei Chagiga on Yom Tov. You could be yotzeh with your korban toda shalmesimcha, the mitzvah to have shalamim for just to be happy. But you cannot be yotzeh 
your obligation to bring a korban chagiga with this korban todah that you owe from before. We're going to talk about so far. Okay, those are side topics, but we see from here. We'll, we'll get to the machlok in a second, but let's go through each one. Amar mor and mivim. We said. That says you can't bring it on a chag matzot because it's a chametz in it. Pshita, of course, you can't bring it on a chametz. Obviously, you can't bring chametz on Pesach. Here we're talking about the 14th day of We're not talking about Pesach, Pesach. When you can't bring on Pesach, we're talking about the 14th day of Nisan. Why 14th day of Nisan? 14th day of Nisan, you're still technically allowed to have chametz. But the reason why we kill you bring it is because since the the chametz is becoming holified, and it's going to get pasul as soon, and you're going to have to burn it as soon as Pesach comes, you're causing it to get burnt, and therefore you can't bring it. We said in the Tanakhama that you can't bring it on Shavuot because it's Yom Tov. Kasavai, that must be because he holds an image about Enkir Miyotov, that you can't bring voluntary sacrifices on Yom Tov. And since Todah is a voluntary sacrifice, you bring it on your own when you feel like you owe a thanks to Hashem. Therefore, I can't be brought on Yom Tov according to this opinion. You can bring it on Sukkot. Emat, when could you bring it on Sukkot? Even if we're talking about Yom Tov itself, you see that we don't, this Tanakama doesn't hold that you could bring a voluntary sacrifice on Yom Tov because it doesn't let you bring it on Shavuot. And it's telling you that you're allowed to bring it on Cholomoyed. That's the Chidush, that you're allowed to bring this Korban Todah on Cholomoyed. Ask the Gemara, what about Rabbi Shimon? Shimon, the Pasuk mentions all three. Holidays. So, uh, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. Kol Shabbat, and we told you, whatever works, right, the, the Reb Shimon holds, whatever you can bring on Pesach, you can bring on Shavuot, Sukkot. Whatever you can't bring on Shavuot, you can't bring on the other two holidays. So it sounds like he's strict, and he's telling you you can't bring it on Sukkot. How could it be he's telling you you can't bring a korban to da on Cholmoyed? He says, if you're allowed to collect wood on Cholmoyed, you're going to tell you have a question that, of course, you're allowed to offer korban in the If you're allowed to chop wood down, of course, you're allowed to do this. No, really, bringing a korban, of course, is allowed. Keep league, what's the machlok in Rishimon Tarakama? The makeup of Baltacher. The question is whether you could be over a Baltacher. Which means that every, a person has three holidays if you. It, when a person offers a sacrifice, we hold the machlok at how quickly you have to bring it if you volunteer one. So there's, a, there's, you, there's some rabbis hold three holidays. And it could be. That this machloket between Rav Shimon and the first Tanakama is about that. Tanakama says, "Shosh regim amar achmana, feel shosh ketan." According to Tanakama, as long as you pass over three holidays, even though they're not in order, still <coughs> that baltach you delayed your korbanot. Rav Shimon says, "Varkis is joining in shosh ketan." Rav Shimon holds no; has to be in order. 
And therefore, when Rishimon said in the Mishnah that whatever can be brought in one can be brought in the other, he's just telling you the order. That you that the holidays have to be in in order for you to be breaking the rules of being late by waiting three holidays. But if the, if you start the holidays at the wrong time, let's say Shavuot time, you start your first, let's say you made a volunteer at uh, uh, of Shavuot. So you went through three holidays, Shavuot, Sukkot, Pesach, but they weren't three holidays starting from the right holiday, and therefore you have a little extra time. So according to Rabbi Shimon, if you did it in our example, if you did it right before Shavuot, you really have five holidays. You have Shavuot, Sukkot, then you have Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, and then you finally have three in a row, and that's when your deadline is. And it could be that that's what he meant when he said, whatever could be done on Chag Masot could be done on the other days, meaning you have to follow that order in order to be Chayav Baal Nothing to do with what we said before. The writer continues, Rebbe Shimon Omer, you could bring a korban to Dan Chag Sukkot. Emat, when is he allowing it on Chag Sukkot? If you tell me he's only allowing Chol Moed, he's talking about Tanakama. El Biyomtov, meaning Tanakama also allowed Chol Moed, because he's he's specifically allowed Sukkot. El Biyomtov must be that this rabbi is allowing even on Yomtov Sukkot, because so then then we we see that he holds that it can be brought on Yomtov. And therefore, we have a machloka, like we said before, between two rabbis and this brayta, whether uh, you can bring a nedava on Yom Tov, and that fits nicely with what we said in the brayta before it. Okay. If so, why why would he say that he can bring it on Sukkot? He should say you're allowed to bring it on Korban Tudah on Shavuot too? Why do you mention Sukkot? If you're allowed to bring it on why do you mention only Sukkot? Says the Gemara. Rebbe Shimon, the time he follows his reasoning, the time he learned, the Pasuk, which mentions Baal Ta'cher, mentions, mentions Sukkot, Pesach and Shavuot. Now, Suk- Pesach and Shavuot, we understand. <clears throat> but why does it mention Sukkot? So there's a machloket. One rabbi says it mentions Sukkot because it's telling you the order of the sacrifice, of the holidays. Meaning that in order to be aware of Pal you have to go through, like we said before, a Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot in order. And therefore, if you start from Shavuot, Shavuot, Sukkot, not enough, you have to go through Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, you can have up to five holidays to do it. That's according to the first opinion. So. That's a Bishimon. But Elizabeth Shimon holds. The reason why we mentioned it is to show you that only Sukkot is the is the, is the factor that makes you have Baltachir. According to this, if you made according to this rabbi, if you made a neder uh, before Pesach, you have till Sukkot because Sukkot is the, is the clicker. If you made it right after Sukkot, you still have till Sukkot. If you made it right before Sukkot, you only have three days because Sukkot is the clicker. According to Elizabeth Shimon, let's read inside. Lama Neymar, why is it mentioned? According to Rabbi Shimon, does it teach you that it's the last one? Rabbi Shimon, no, that's the clicker. No matter whenever you pass Sukkot, Sukkot makes you chayav in delaying your sacrifice. According to him, your sacrifice can be delayed if it's two days later, because once Sukkot hits and you passes, you're delayed.
Okay, we're going to stop over here at the words Viyatsa, Mishum Shalmei Simcha. Four lines at the bottom, Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen, Amen.